0: What's up, what's up, what's up everybody? Welcome to the Soul of Streets. I'm your boy G. Waters. Tonight we have an incredible show for you this evening. Um, We have the incredible, the legendary Miss Melba Moore. It's going to be my guest tonight. We're going to be talking about all things Melba and I'm so excited to be able to speak to this legend tonight. Shout out to everybody coming in the room. We appreciate you. Hello, hello. Hello, hello, hello. Tonight is going to be an incredible show. I'm so excited to speak to this legend. She's a uh, uh she's royalty. She's Miss Melba Moore. She has a new project out called Imagine. She has a lot of great things that she's working on and um it's going on. It's going on. What's up? What's up? What's up? Hey, Charlie. What's up, Stella? How you doing? Bam in a building. Yeah, so tonight we have a legend in the room. We come coming in the room tonight. We're gonna be um, discussing um, a legendary career, a lot of milestones, and uh, I'm just excited, you know. Hopefully, everyone is having a great evening tonight. And she is here. She is in the building. She is in the building. Let's bring her up. Um, uh, let's see, let's see. Hey. Hey, how are you? All right, yourself? Great. Thank you so much for this opportunity to speak to such voya teachers this evening. Well, thank you for having me. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Um, Ms. Melba, I, t- I have to start the show off by saying because of you and your journey, I'm doing what I'm doing right now because oh. you, cause you have... um inspired so many generations of music and put out so many artists and that, um, that have paved the way for you know, for, for young black brothers like myself to thank do you. what I'm doing. So I salute you and thank you for everything that you've contributed to the culture and you are music and New York royalty and Jersey. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> thank you so much.
0: <laughs> yeah, so with, this being, with that being said, um, your career um, spans from, from 1966 to present day. What' about here yeah. how does how do you keep it going and, and looking amazing how do
1: you how do you continue to do what you do? Do you even know no <laughs> because you know some things that have happened recently that are just so exciting that I kind of get the view from people because they're telling me what's going on and mm-hmm. and um different museums are opening up and um, my work is being included in them, and you kind of realize that's. Been taking a long time until you've been doing this because you, you keep doing things, you know. And right. not, don't really see it from that perspective. I think that's part of it. You don't see that. But long pre- you,
0: Do you I feel like each time you've you've had to reinvent yourself in your career? Do you feel like the resurgence the resurgence happening as it's happening, like in the midst, like like now you're getting the the, no, the start. I do
1: now because um, a lot of things are are. Coming as a, as a result of things I did a long time ago,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so it seems like they're kind of adding up.
0: Okay, okay, okay.
1: And then you can go look back and say, "Oh," and you can remember. No, you had no clue it was going to wind up like this when, when it was when it was happening.
0: Right, right, right. <laughs> no. Well, congratulations to all the great things that's happening for you. Uh, I mean, you're it's very well deserved, and 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 it's just amazing how you've been able just to to come on on the social media and just turn up for us
1: well i get a little help
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you but this to, this for you being open to being on social media like uh, a lot of people um be like no i'm not, i got nothing, i don't have nothing to do with that
1: well but you know what the, the way my life has um, evolved <clears throat> i've been trying to do this for the last 15 years and i, I was i usually am kind of like ahead of my time
0: mm-hmm. for
1: wanting to do things and the, the interest, infrastructure is not there yet and people kind of know about it but the platforms are not there yet so by the time we kind of evolved and do one thing at a time you do this project that project that you know these things things are coming into place and now i'm all over the place and it looks yeah. like it looks like I, I just knew what was going on i didn't i mean i tried to but but you had such a,
0: a um a ear and an eye for, for for talent along the way like when i first the first record that i um I came to know you from is, uh you stepped into my life. My babysitter was p- would play that song uh, <laughs> <laughs> in nineteen. 19- that tells me
1: how long ago that was. Yes, in nineteen seventy-eight. But, but people have kept requesting it. I keep singing it. So until you say something like that, it doesn't really hit me how long I've been doing it. Yeah, that's like because I, it's it, almost, it, like, and it still plays on the radio. So it's exactly. almost like it still just came out. I mean, the experience of it. It keeps you in the now instead of. Oh my God, that happened so long ago. When but you like said you your are baby a forever. Said, oh
0: my Lord, you becoming a forever experience. Like if for people that's like you know what I'm saying because when people hear your music and the people that know your music, which is a lot of people, and they be shocked that a lot of the music that that you have and and the artists that you put, you know put out the new generation. So um, when they but when they hear the music, they don't even know a lot of the, a lot of their favorite favorite artists wouldn't even have had the songs that they had if it wasn't for your input and everything that you contributed to the game, you and your family.
1: Yeah, but things happen in such a way that uh, those opportunities came and those artists are here now and you still go on doing whatever you're doing and you do other things and it accumulates into like history.
0: (laughs) Yes, 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 yes. and a mighty history it is. How important... um... Uh, do you let me ask this? Do you do you understand the importance of your contribution just to Black culture, like R and B music as a whole, like your whole? Sport?
1: That I do, and I'm surprised that it's so prominent because our R and artists and innovators are so powerful, and um, <clears throat> for me to be included in that, I mean it's. Uh, i 've done some things on purpose, like lift up your voice and sing yeah to, yes. to, uh, and community service uh, and just donate, donating my time and things to um, because I, that's, I know that's very important I do that on purpose, but for to have i mean does it, that doesn't guarantee you 're going to be included amongst the great ones when true, people start true. to remember you or that you 're going to have you know more than hit records class classic records that doesn't guarantee that. I don't know why that happens.
0: Mm.
1: I can just say thank you, you know, <laughs> to, the, to, the, to, to the God that be.
0: <laughs> so let's take it to the beginning. Um, do you ever get tired of talking about your beginning?
1: Do you ever get tired of talking about yourself? No.
0: <laughs> no, no, not at all. No. <laughs> good, good, because I want to talk about it. So how, how did you get your, um, your start? Um, not just how you got in the game, but how did you discover your voice? As a, was it a child? Were you a child when you discovered it? Like, how did you get your stuff?
1: Okay, like, like uh, many African Americans, I came, started from a broken family, single parent, single mother. And she was a singer, so it's in my genes. Okay. My natural father, she did not marry, but he was a musician, and he's uh, a very well-known musician. His name is Teddy Hill. He ran Mitten's Playhouse, which was a you know a place for iconic jazz um, innovators like Dizzy Gillespie and Miles Davis, and they will come there and, and play, and that's where bebop was kind of born. Mm-hmm. So I had nothing to do with that, but it's, it's in my genes. So I know. Eventually, let, let me let me say what the, the facts were. My mother married a musician and worked with him, and uh, I was I was raised started to be raised in New York City, Manhattan. So you know that's that's like being uh, born in Detroit. It's in the water, you know. True, true, true. But then we moved to Newark, New Jersey, which is almost the same way. That's what people like Sarah Vaughn and those mm. people. I mean, so it's it's not New York, but it's Newark. And for the the black innovators that have come from Newark and and New Jersey, like Sissy Houston, Whitney, and all of, you know, uh, Warwick, um, and uh, Jersey, is something in the culture there. I know, and and my uh, stepfather and my mother. Uh, raised me along with my siblings there. And they were they they practiced music in the house. They worked together as a, as a band. Mm-hmm. So then the music came into my, my life physically. Before that, when I, she was a single parent and I was in New York City, I didn't have any siblings. I didn't have any family members. My grandmother had had strokes, so she didn't even speak. So I didn't really know my, my history. That's how, in, that's your first community. So not yeah. to have that. I was raised by a nanny who was um illiterate and orphan. Mm. Uh like like many of our, our yeah. in that generation. But but um, so she, this raised, generation. she mm-hmm. raised me. Yeah. The beginning. <clears throat> and she moved with us along with my grandmother to North New Jersey. But then I had a sister and uh, a stepsister, a stepbrother, and two more brothers. So now I have a family. That's different. And so because my stepfather was a piano player, he made us all take piano lessons. So now I'm starting to be trained as a musician to be brought up in a house of music. Okay. So it was, it was, it was, I was inundated with music and um, an attitude of openness to all kinds of music. And um, then um, I was already 10 years old, That's late. So what was, what was your um, favorite music
0: as a child what, growing up? Did you have a, um
1: All kinds. All kinds? All kinds, yeah. Um, um, of course, on the radio during those times, those like 50s or late 40s.
0: Oh, I was there. I was there.
1: Then, you know, you know, uh, uh, there was not a lot of black music on the radio. Okay. Or, or, or TV. So there was, you know, Frank Sinatra, Maxine or all, all that, Cal Pacey. So okay. All, as a child, you know. Then growing up, there's uh, you know, um, more con- more later music, but all kinds of music. <clears throat> and then uh, we studied classical music. So then uh, <clears throat> we discovered that I ha- had a singing voice. Okay. And by the time it came to be um, time to go to high school, I picked to go to arts high school. I went to study music. I knew I was so involved and loved with it. By that time, I didn't know I was going to be, have a talent or a star, but I was already in love with it.
0: Mm.
1: And I became a music teacher, as a matter of fact, okay. in the public schools, because I loved music. I didn't know if I could be a performer. okay, But just so in love with music. Anything to do with music.
0: <laughs> so did it, did it take you a long time to turn into a
1: performer? Um, well, I had some opportunities. After I taught school for about three years, um, I asked my stepfather to get me into the industry. One of the first people I met as we were making the rounds was Valerie Simpson. And okay. She uh, was going to some uh, music publishers' offices trying to start to sell her songs and stuff. Uh, she, I don't even know if she was even writing with Nick yet; it was early. You caught she her before the, you caught
0: her before the the Ashton and Simpson right um, way. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay.
1: <laughs> so th- these are like my music siblings. And she invited me to start doing studio backup singing work, which, was, which is what she did. And she was also did jingles. Okay. So that's a, the first, my entree into the industry was as, as a studio backup singer. Mm. For all the recordings that were coming out during that, those times of, the, I guess, the early 60s, late 60s. Okay. Which is how I got my first Broadway show. Mm-hmm. One of the recording sessions was for... Uh, who wrote the music for the Broadway the musical Hair.
0: Nice, 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 and They nice. were
1: still casting and still invited us down. I auditioned and got into the show, but I wound up um, replacing Diane Keaton. So I became the first black actress to replace a white actress in a lead role on a Broadway show. But those are how my opportunities happened. I didn't. I said, oh, I want to try this. I want to do this. And things happened for me.
0: And they happened in a mighty way. We must say, we must say it's a mighty way. I mean, cause your career, I mean the 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 many times that you've um stepped into my life <laughs> music, <laughs> music. Can I tell you about
1: that song or do you want to go to something I want else? To. I
0: definitely want to hear something about that song, cause that song's been in my life for for forever.
1: Uh well, you stepped in my life came from a Bee Gees album. Well all the singles that have released were huge hits. That's that song, we picked that one, or I say we, that was I was, I was with Hush Productions by that time. Do you know who they are?
0: Of course, of okay. course, of okay. course.
1: Well, well that's, that's why that song is like that for, for me. I'll, I'll tell you why. Um, that, that was one of this, uh, um, we picked that as a single from a, a Bee Gees album. I forget the, the album, but everything from it was a huge, huge hit. Okay. So we, so we tried to pick something that had not been released as a single. That's why we picked You in My Life.
0: Wow. So and y'all just funked it up a little bit? No,
1: gave... no, 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 no. Who funked it up with Gene McFadden and John Whitehead?
0: Yeah, oh. So oh so they produced that record?
1: Yes. And they really tailor made it for me.
0: <sighs> that was a classic. That's a classic, classic, yeah. classic, classic. But classic. you
1: see it was it was composed by the BGs, but then was rearranged by McFadden and Whitehead. Mm. And then it was me. So I think it's the combination.
0: I think so too, because they had it on lock during that time as well.
1: Yes, we kind of borrowed them from Philly International. As you should, as
0: you should. You need to get. You need to get some of that.
1: Yeah.
0: And they gave you. And they gave you some. I mean, I, I was like seven, six or seven when that came out, and um, and it was, and it was jamming. And then, and then I um, my first album that I purchased of yours was Ready to Love. Okay, and um, that one with "um Fallen and and "um it's been so long," a little oh, yeah. bit of love. That that was the album that made me um a fan, and at at that time of your music, so I was like, that y'all was killing it back in that time, nineteen eighty six. Well,
1: "um falling" again was written for me by Gene McFadden. Uh, that was another Gene McFadden. Yeah, but see, he was starting to, well, not change his style, but really tailor make things for me because. They were helping me to develop. You asked me, how did I get my voice? With mm-hmm. the help of people, geniuses like that, who were trying to see, what, do you, what are you doing? I'm trying to see, well, what do I do? How do I do this? Mm. Um, and develop, um, do some songs to see, what is
0: my pattern? So what songs would you sing, though, when people would say, "What um, to sing something, to sing anything? Like, what song would you sing so people could hear your voice? OK, like-
1: one, one of the songs I like to sing, what I got from Aretha Franklin. Okay, okay. Oh uh, uh Lean on Me that was written by Van McCoy.
0: Oh, and you turned that into a situation.
1: Yeah, that's where I kind of really out. that one that one I arranged, that's how I sing. And I discovered that really on that song. You know, the long notes and all yeah. That, and the kind what kind of message really um fires me up. That's really the kind of pattern. Uh, that set the pattern. Excuse me. That, okay. That set the pattern. Showed me like what, what is my, what should I try to repeat so I can move people because this one does, did and still still. Right, does.
0: right, right. But, but you trying yeah, to
1: discover. I'm trying to discover myself, and that's that's what what happened.
0: And I don't even know. Um, I don't. I don't even know Aretha's the Queen of Soul's version. Only I only know. I'm only no because it she, she,
1: it was uh, on the B side of. Um, of a single, um, um, 45. OK, yeah. And on the A side, I think it was uh, Rose of Spanish Harlem.
0: Oh, I know that one.
1: So, so basically, when, you, when there's a song on the B side, they're throwing it away. So i like to say I took the, the crumbs from the from Queen's they, table.
0: <laughs> hey, you, say you took, you took, a, you took a, two songs that uh, it turned them into smashes, So I,
1: I would say keep taking the songs. <laughs> well, that's how I discovered. Now I know what my style is.
0: But I was gonna ask 'cause this the this latest album that you dropped, Imagine, which is a beautiful piece of work. Congratulations on that thank, beautiful album. Thank you. Um, I want to, go but you being able to sing so many different styles from um, classical and and jazz and stuff like, what made you choose that style of singing for Imagine?
1: Once again, um, I get help from people around me. This one really is the uh, the brain brainchild of my daughter. Okay. Uh, charlie huggins and so i made her charlie charlie Charlie. so (laughs) i've made her the executive producer of the project because what she did was over over the uh, over the pandemic time when we were all closed down Mm -hmm. she started bringing me these songs and um i thought they were all beautiful i didn't know if they were for me and i said where'd you get them from she said well i got them from uncle bo uncle bo is my ex-husband's brother but they're responsible for going and getting McFadden and Whitehead. They're responsible for my whole recording career.
0: I, say, I, I know Mr. Bo because he picked one of my songs to, to, for uh, Freddie Jackson and, um, for his Transitions album. So I definitely know Bo knows a hit when he hears it because he heard one of mine.
1: Yeah, they can, they can hear that way. And they're good at it for all different kinds of artists. And uh, <clears throat> I can hear a hit when it's, but I'm not sure if I can even hear if it's for me. But mm. she brought it to me and said, that, "You know, well, I'm not married to Charles anymore. We don't have that, you know, close relationship." She was kind of like a bridge over troubled water or underwater. I don't know which <laughs> one. <called it. laughs> but she brought it to me, and I said, "Oh, Uncle Bo brought it to you?" I said, "Well, he knows me. He knows the hits." So, you know, um, she, then she she brought me all the other songs and and more.
0: Yeah, that album is really beautiful. I was like, the consistency of it is just like it was no no misses, and it tells a story as well. So. Great, well, they yeah. know
1: me, but they know you from the outside. You could, i don't think. Well, I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't see myself objectively, but they could say, "Well, this might be good for you, and that might be good." For you. And you know, you, considering what audiences you're targeting and all of that, and um, where's it going to get played, and what's going to be in the community that mm-hmm. you actually have to compete with. And so they had that um, balanced view. That's right. why it's, it's so balanced and. It's not because of me i mean i can do all of it but i don't know where it belongs
0: well you're a big piece of the puzzle because you gotta with all the things that everyone knows how to do you have to have a star to 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 sell it so and you've been selling this work for for decades consistently and um it's it's, i want to say it's you miss Melba.
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah I, i i don't deny that i think it's the best of me i think what happens is that you have the people who know you and love you, and and they're professional too. And now it's yes. time to pass the baton on to my daughter.
0: Ms. So Chalk? she was,
1: yeah, she would see me from a different different perspe- perspective even than that, because she's you know younger.
0: Right, 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 right. So and and now like you 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 be hanging out in the quarantine room. just <laughs> this, this 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 doing this doing it up. How has it been? Like, are you enjoying the social media? The way the way this thing is moving these days,
1: I really am because I tried to get into it earlier, but it wasn't really fully developed. But the way it is now, you can do all of the the diverse things that you want to do. That you're instantly global. Um, <clears throat> you can be in control of your own materials. Mm-hmm. There, I think you have a a lot more freedom and a lot more um, room space, you know, to to move. And and you're not relegated to one or two record companies or two or three radio stations. Mm-hmm.
0: You,
1: can and with have, you, being, you have those, but you have so much more, I think.
0: And with, with you being one of the trailblazers as a black business woman and uh, being a, a management owner and label owner, like you all have been doing this way before social media is has right. they, was even right. thought of. making. Right. I mean, doing it in a mighty, major way. So... How have you been able to, um, do you see any resemblance from that time to this time?
1: Is there things you can still? Yeah, I do. I think we were always adaptable.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I think we were always uh, a little ahead of our time in terms of what was the uh, traditional way of doing things and how could we partner with it? Mm. Not try to compete against it or, or say, okay, I, I don't want to be that, I want to do something. How can we be um, a bridge, I guess, because
0: things
1: are going to move
0: on, mm-hmm. always have a sense that they're going to change. Nice, nice, nice. So I would also like to ask you because uh, I grew up uh, that that with Freddie Jackson and that first album *Rock Me Tonight* was like a big, big, big <laughs> project that really changed the landscape of R and B music for yeah. in, in, in New York. So, how was it discovering <laughs> Mr. Jackson and, and putting that project together?
1: I'm giggly because it was so much fun.
0: <laughs> I, it, I know it was. I know. <laughs> But it was such a good time, so much music. I mean, so many right. uh, Lilo Thomas, yeah, Lee Simmons, uh I mean it was just a lot Najee, uh, yeah, the producers. You can't guy, name yeah. it all. It's so much. It's too many. So it's not too many. It's like you oh my God. Oh so much. so much. So but but Mr. Jackson, how was it working with finding that that breakout star during that time nineteen eighty five with Rock Me Tonight? Well, it, was, that was it, like was, a,
1: it was a great deal of fun because um well, he's a nice person. He's a good person, but he's he likes to laugh, so you always have fun with him.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And he's a talented songwriter, incredible singer. So um, you have all these different ways of being social with each other, uh, traveling on the road, um, um, working in the studio, doing promotions, doing videos, and it's 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 fun. I, I don't remember there being like really difficult times or mm-hmm. or. Um, any, any times when we really disagreed on things, I don't, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's not that everything was perfect, but I don't mean, I don't remember anything wrong.
0: <laughs> right, right. No, but it yeah. was just a great union. like The string of hits that y'all were able to create and the, the it was just amazing during that time. All that music. It was just beautiful, beautiful, beautiful time in music and Black music. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. No, hey.
1: we're, we're thanking everybody and everything, too, because it's not like we really knew what we were doing, but... We had instincts, and we were positive, and what when they say? Oh yeah, yeah. You know, attitude was well, yeah, let's try that.
0: <laughs> you know? and I the
1: attitude is like that. So if anything goes wrong, it's not really a big deal. And saying like, okay, well we'll try something else.
0: And so, being yeah, and being a and, and y'all created a lot of a lot of great stars, a lot of great. I mean, y'all had New York City on 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 smash, right? Oh smash. I always looked at you as like the the New York version of Miss of Miss Dinah Ross. <laughs>
1: Thank you. You
0: know, I was like I saw you with all the stars <laughs> and, and she was bringing her always with the stars in Motown and then and uh, you know, y'all both had that little slim thing going on, sophisticated <laughs> and beautiful, you know what I'm saying? Y'all was doing your thing. I, think oh, I was like, she's yeah. the Miss Ross of, of um of New York.
1: Yeah, I I, I, I'm flattered and you know honored to be compared. Was that
0: ever a uh, uh, comparison? Did you ever hear that before? Because I I just felt like it was just. Um... N-
1: n- no, <clears throat> um, n- n- no. No, I'm the first one. Yeah, I I don't think I don't remember people comp- comparing us, but I do see a similarity. I think I was, we were for New York, what she is for Detroit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that, that's what I'm I, probably I was.
1: the first one to do
0: it. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean, and then and then <laughs> because with, I'd with be Ms.
1: so honored, you know, it's that's incredible.
0: yes and then with Miss Valerie bringing, I mean, y'all had the music. I mean, this is just amazing. Just the 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 amount of talent that you guys were able to to create with. You know, the skill set that y'all had to work with amongst the whole community was just amazing at that time.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm amazed myself when I think about some of the people. Like you mentioned, Freddie. You mentioned Valerie. When I work with them to see the, the, uh, the quality and the ability of their work, I'm just, I mean, I remember when um, I took Freddie on the road with me. He sang back up for me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I introduced him to the audience by putting him in the middle of my shell instead of having him, him open. And I said, okay, now everybody, remember who, who I tell you this is, because once he starts singing, you are going to start hollering and screaming. You're not going to remember what I said. <laughs> And then he said, good morning, heartache, and it was oh, over. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that
0: was off that, uh, the first album. Yeah, that was crazy. It was over.
1: They started hollering and screaming, ah, ah.
0: So was that, that what
1: made y'all put that on the album because it went over so well? Absolutely. Sheesh. Because it gave me an idea of just what a classic artist he was going to become. With yes, that, yes, with yes, a yes, song yes. like that, you know, not just a great, 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 great R&B song. Rocking, rock Me Tonight is Ridiculous.
0: Ridiculous.
1: And that's I'm saying. Like, who would ever look at little Paul Lawrence and think he could write something like that? Come on now, it's, it is amazing. I know we're talking in this, these, you know, very dynamic language, but it's true.
0: It, it, I mean, <laughs> it doesn't get no more dynamic than uh-uh. this. I mean, without without you, there would be no. Um, I'm in the way that we know them, the the way we know music in New York City and and abroad. We wouldn't know these. We wouldn't know music if it wasn't for um, your con- your contribution. So I mean, well, you
1: probably wouldn't because what happened was uh, I met my then husband, and um, we started to work on me to make the transition from Broadway theater to um, R and B music. Mm-hmm. So it really, started with me and and my then husband, Charles Huggins. It really it was just the two of us. We didn't have no management company. We had nothing. We said, well, let's see if we can try to do this. See, can I get you a record
0: deal? <laughs> and this and that and you became your y'all became your own management company. You became everything yeah. that you didn't have and you and you only had to answer to each other and yourselves and stuff like you know, and the team right. that you all created. That is that's inspirational. Like as a as a young black brother doing this this music thing, that's how and and how I'm able to even talk to you just by, you know, taking the chance by um creating right. these podcasts and stuff like that. Right. So, I felt like you would understand it, and the way you promote, like, because a lot of artists don't promote the, you know, the flyers and stuff like that. And you actually, you, you're probably bigger than all the artists that that I've spoken to. And you actually posted the flyer. so you, you just, and you think You're a humble legend. I just thank you so much because you didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? You're well, showing. You're, I really, you're showing, I really, I love the industry, and I love, I love you people. We love you back because you, you're you're giving hope. <laughs> To, to this generation and and allow, you know, making us want to keep going, you know? Yeah. So you don't have to acknowledge, I mean, I, I appreciate the interview, but you didn't, I wasn't expecting the, the, the way, you know, the promo was going, so, you know,
1: thank you. But that's Ron Richardson. That's my partner. Right. And uh, my, my daughter, Sh- Charlie Huggins. But uh, that's what we always did things. I mean, um, our company, uh, Charles at the time, started the... Um, the paper postings that you see on, on the billboards in the streets in New York—we mm-hmm. started that. To, you know to um, partner with whatever the record company was doing to promote the records? Because they didn't put any advertisements in the streets; they did them on the radio.
0: Mm, so y'all made. So it's like. So it's like what they say today: we gotta make the labels. You gotta make the labels interested in you. So you to. You match the labels, or they started matching you because y'all made them interested in what you were doing.
1: I don't know if they were interested, but we were, we were helping to promote sales and awareness and and um learn how to be a management company, I guess.
0: Yeah. Well you did good. <laughs> I'll yeah. say. You did a mighty job. You did a mighty, mighty, Thank mighty, you. mighty job. And then you you've been acting, you've been you've got an extensive acting career. I mean you you're very well rounded um performer. You should be very well, proud that, of that.
1: that started the same way. I was telling you it started from a recording session, but then um once I did um, hair and wound up doing the female lead and being the first black actress to replace a white actress, um, one of the, um, the girls in the, in the show reminded me that I really should start auditioning. And I didn't, know, I didn't get that part by auditioning. I didn't know how to audition. And I should start just going around, see if I could learn how to audition. But the next thing I auditioned for, I got the part. And that was for uh, Pearly, the, the, um, the musical Pearly. Mm-hmm. But I got a Tony Award for that. So that put me on the white map.
0: Mm, how did how did life change for you being on a, from being on a black map to the white map back then? <laughs> it
1: it's... was like going to the moon, as Jackie. <laughs> <Lisa> would say <laughs> <laughs> it was another planet because that then put me on television. Mm. And all of the uh, the music variety shows that were on there was Flip Wilson with Sullivan. It yeah. Like, um, all the specials like B. Arthur, uh, Carol Burnett, uh, I can't remember them all, all of them. So instantly, from being nobody to who, there's Melvin Moore. Now we know who Melvin
0: Moore is. So instantly. How, how did you get, because I know your name is um, Beatrice, right?
1: Beatrice? Beatrice. Well, I, I, I showed that name now. That that's my legal name. So, where? how did you get the more? Oh, my, my stepfather's name was Mormon. I just shortened it.
0: Oh, okay, okay. All right. Because also, Melville Moore. I mean, because I love it, because it just makes sense when you say forevermore. It's like, it just, it's, just a, it's just a perfect, perfect It just makes tag. sense now. Yeah, perfect tag for you.
1: Thank you. So do you have any
0: other um, acting that you're going to be, that we can look forward to?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, next month, I'm going to Philadelphia to the Sicily Tyson Theater. It's Bed- new theater. February. Bed- you- huh? February. Not next month. February, not next month. Oh, I'll, I'm going February
0: to the okay, Cecilie
1: Tyson Theater to do the play Imitation of Life that used to be the old movie.
0: Nice, 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 nice. We'll do that next. And you just finished the play as well, right?
1: Yeah, it's called Roll On. It's a new play. It's 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 in development.
0: Yeah, I mean you. you that you, one is a
1: gospel play, so that one to me is very, very, very special.
0: I heard in a, in a previous interview, you said you learned how to sing gospel, like your story and how to how you started singing gospel was interesting. Because I would just think that you could sing anything from listening to you sing "Lift Every Voice." I thought you was in you were singing in the church from that song.
1: Thank you.
0: I thought no. you was. I thought you, I thought you was killing it. I, I thought you was. No. I, that wasn't it.
1: No, everything came later. You know, as as an opportunity, once I my natural voice is loose soprano um, um, classical, mm-hmm. so that's why I sing that. That's why, that, that got me Les Misérables.
0: Mm. So, so how were you? How what you man? So because you said you. And that's could an interesting with...
1: story, which we don't have to tell now. But it wasn't by auditioning. Do you know what, my my point is, I never really got anything auditioning.
0: Mm, okay, I don't
1: know how to audition
0: <laughs> because you're the person that they have to, they have to match you you wasn't you was some people were born to audition, some people were just have the part
1: Well, I praise God for, however, because I never would have thought of trying to act, but it came my way, and it's really been something very, very, very special that I love to do, and mm-hmm. that at least in certain areas I can do very well.
0: That's 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 just, because when, when you was doing the, I want to, when you were singing the Lift Every Voice, so the approach that you chose for Lift Every Voice to sing was more classical? No. When
1: because that was, that felt church, that felt like church. It was, it was. Uh, I think there's a, a, well, I had two, two different renditions that I had done this. Um, there's one re- rendition where, I think at one part I do sing a little bit of love, Sweet old, sweet you know in that kind of a mm-hmm. voice just in one little section but but um just because that uh uh song was 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 in that style traditionally it was a um uh you know a sacred hymn that was sung in that style
0: and the way that it was produced in the in a different in the, all the energy on it y'all made it y'all made it y'all made it touch home that's that that was like the biggest that was like one of the big big songs of black culture that for Black History Month.
1: Right, well, we promoted that when we got help from um, the um, National NAACP. NAACP who owns the rights for it and um, Capitol Records, which really important with us to promote it as our um, national, black national anthem.
0: Yeah, that was a smart one. Cause that, that, yeah, I remember that time. I bought I bought that album too. Another, another one of my favorite songs of that album was uh, Do You Really Want My Love.
1: Thank you. That was but nice. David Allen,
0: um, was it the, the Surface Brothers wrote that song? Uh, I can't remember who wrote it, but I, know, I remember,
1: Do You really, really Want My Love. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: And that the remix was so, I don't know if you remember the Soul Soul had a remix of it. That was, um, that was I know those. they
1: did. I'm not sure if I remember exactly how it sounds.
0: Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah, it was good so
1: many
0: thank god so many songs to remember so do you do you even have a favorite song to perform yourself
1: i guess i like lean on me
0: lean on me yeah oh someone has a question they said um by cj cjc who's the one artist that you want to perform with that you've yet to have the pleasure of thus far
1: I'm sorry. My mind hasn't really gone to who I want to perform with. I know, right?
0: You performed, you, I mean, you performed, but everybody.
1: No, I haven't. There, if I thought about it that way, I'm sure there would be someone I, I could think of. Because I just watched is, something is, with, you, is, with,
0: with Phyllis Hyman. You, 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 you performed with Phyllis Hyman when y'all did the yeah. tribute to Miss Gladys Knight. I mean, you 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 touched a lot of stages and sung with a lot of people. I, even like those little Lou Rawls, I remember those little Lou Rawls things. You, you y'all was always right.
1: I sung with Beyonce.
0: Yeah, Beyonce, Stone. Stone. Come on now, come on now. Fighting temptation. I mean, there's
1: some that I would would enjoy singing with, but I don't focus on that, so I can't tell you. Yeah,
0: just let you let your gift make room for wherever it's gonna be.
1: I'm thinking about what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Um, there's solo projects and. Are we gonna get any visuals from um, Imagine? Yes, we are working on that now.
0: Nice, 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 nice. Well, we've been supporting so in love, um, Imagine. um And take Take Me Away, three beautiful songs Thank that you. uh, you know, it's just amazing that uh, I mean, it's it's really it's it's not. I don't want to sound like it's like it's unheard of, but to for you to still be putting out quality music. Sounding like this, like because this is not just typical R and B. This is R and B that that sounds like you like you still out here, really, really out here, because you really out here. But it's like <laughs> you out here. Thank you, and no, I'm really, yeah. yeah, and that's a it's a blessing for me to see because it just allows us to keep, you know, for motivation to keep going. Like there's no age, right. there's no age limit. Thank right. you for you know getting up each time you you've been through things and stuff like that. Like it's yes. uh, inspiration.
1: Thank
0: you, thank and I'm glad to see you getting your flowers and uh, you know, and you've been working hard. Like just from this era, from seeing how you work the social, how your team works social media, and how yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's just amazing to see. Like you, you had a resurgence, like how Miss Miss um, Dion did yes. on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> you have you are favorite, you are favorite auntie. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: thank
0: you. Just uh, how do you take that? Um, how's it when people call you their favorite auntie? How does that make you feel? from this generation.
1: I'm included, I'm, I'm here, I'm relevant.
0: Yes, 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 yes. I'm you definitely of, are. the
1: now family.
0: Yes, yes, yes. And I thank you so much for allowing me this opportunity to speak with you on the soulless streets. And uh, it's an honor.
1: Well, it's my pleasure. You treat me so well.
0: You know, it's-
1: You treated me like your favorite auntie.
0: You are my favorite auntie <laughs> of all aunties of aunties. That could be auntie. <laughs> <laughs> you you are the the auntie. I, I'm just so in love. <laughs> I'm so I in love. heard that. You know, before I, what I do on the show is I like to play a song from the artist. Is that all right with you? If we can just play one of your songs I from the project. Wait. All right, <laughs> wait. Well, what I want to do because the message of the song is so important right now, and it allows you to dream and and it's uh, taking mind. Elsewhere, and and you have the wisdom and your voice and talent to take us there because not everybody can sing a song like this and make you think of a time w- or make you feel like you can just accomplish and and uh, imagine what you want to be. Mm-hmm. And you and you did that with the song. So this is Imagine off your um self, your latest album called Imagine, and we're gonna get into it. This is Miss Moore, yeah. the legend.
1: Me. Oh, okay. We're all three. Imagine how pure this world could be. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And calling disloyalties oh to be raised ever in our hearts and in our minds And no more a true virtue of our time. If we follow the script of love, responses i love this guitar
0: place for peace come on now can you imagine i'm tickled Uh, and and congratulations on the uh uh, uh, president joe biden has given you an award thank you two awards right yes yes congratulations i'm just i'm just honored to i mean thank you
1: well i'm happy that you're so i can be happy (laughs) and we're gonna keep
0: we're gonna keep staying happy because we have this beautiful music um, if, if the guys, anybody wants to hear my tribute to Miss Melbourne, Moore, hit the link in the bio. It's an hour of nothing but classic Melbourne. Moore. And and um, and I just thank you for everything. I, I mean, the, this whole interview was just me saying thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you, thank you. Well, Thanksgiving is coming up. It's a <laughs> it program. is, and so I'm thankful for that. Uh, you and I'm thankful going, too. So you're gonna be eating. You're gonna be eating, or you're gonna, or you watching that, or you watching that figure for that video. No,
1: I'm gonna eat. <laughs> I'm watching my figure now so I can eat on Thanksgiving.
0: Uh oh, oh, oh. You cooking or are they cooking for you? What's going no, on?
1: No, everybody's cooking for me.
0: That's what I'm talking about. What I do don't you? have
1: time to cook. I'm a star.
0: Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk oh,
1: about I got it. time. I got time to eat though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you so much, Miss Melba, for, for stopping to the Soul Streets room. This is a uh um incredible night for me. Um I just hope to continue to go up and, and to hopefully um, make you proud of the way we promote. I mean, some of this music, you know, you may not want to listen to, <laughs> but some because you know we get in these streets, Miss Melba, and we got know, you know, know. they got stuff to say. We got stuff to say. They got stuff it's to say. It's your
1: turn, so I bless you.
0: You know, so but I'm never forgetting where I come from and the music that inspired me. So when I listen to this music, if it don't make me feel like falling, <laughs> if I don't feel love's coming at you, if I don't feel you know, those type of feelings when I hear this music, it's just not music to me. So
1: Yes. Well, we got you started right.
0: You got you definitely did. You definitely and I'm on my way. I'm on my way up, like Fat Joe would say. So everybody, right. thank you for tuning in. God, God bless, bless you. Go you on say, up. Yes, yes, yes. Charlie, thank you so much. Um, Kevin, Verge, everybody, appreciate you all. Happy Thanksgiving and happy holidays to you all. Be blessed.
1: Bless you. Bye
0: bye.